0: Hello, everyone. This is chapter 30, Industry, Empire, and the Realist Style. Part of the areas that we're looking at is the Dominion of the West, 19th century social theory, realism in literature and the arts, as well as the late 19th century architecture and realism in music. Part of what um, this particular chapter is looking at is the latter part of the 19th century with Western industrialization. had increased and there is the comparison of realism to romanticism with um, the premise of how it relates to the culture. One of the things that this particular chapter also discusses is the imperialism of the Western world and how it affects parts of Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. Another thing that you may want to look at in your reading is the Marxist theories um, regarding communism and the proletarian revolution. Some of the proponents of liberalism were John Stuart Mill, and he happened to um, defend the exercise of individual liberty that was protected by the state. Mill's opposition to the subordination of women gave strong support to 19th century movements for the women's rights. And as you see in this particular chapter, um, there is an example of his reading called The Subjection of Women. In regards to realism in literature, again, I mentioned literature, excuse me, realism in literature, visual arts and music for this particular chapter. You have some writers from Russia and also from England who are on the rise. And one of the people, one of the persons rather from England is Charles Dickens. You may or may not be familiar with him. He's familiar with um, one of the Christmas greats called A Christmas Carol. And uh, of course there are other works by, um, Dostoevsky and Tolstoy, Leo Tolstoy. They're both from Russia. One of Tolstoy's famous works is um, Anna Karenina. You also have in France, um, Fulbert and Zola, as well as in America, Mark Twain and Kate Chopin. Kate Chopin, or if it was French, it'd be Chopin. She uh, was one of those women that were on the rise of great works, but of course, her. Her work was considered scandalous of the time, um, and because of the nature of her background and something you might want to investigate a little bit further, she had to support you know her her family because her husband had died, and she had to support the family. One of the works that this particular textbook discusses is her work called "The Story of an Hour." Very interesting reading for Kate Chopin. You have also. Um, Emile Zola, which is contemporary of Kate Chopin, and basically her work was considered a form of naturalism, which was a literary realism type of work. Zola looked at more of the novel as a carefully researched state of commonplace material existence. And then you have um, an example in the textbook Called Zolus Excuse me, Zola's germinal, G-E-R-M-I-N-A-L. Another um, great writer of the time was a Norwegian dramatist, dramatist. Excuse me, by the name of Henrik Ibsen. One of his famous works was called *A Doll's House*, which was turned into a play and later a movie, I believe, it was. In regards to the, real, the visual arts and realism, you have mid 19th century, the camera um, that was used to document aspects of human life, the contemporary life, and one of the realistic things, because we're in a society now, everything is can be seen live virtually on camera, you can put it on your phone. You have to think about when the camera evolved and it existed, and there's an example of uh, a work by the name of Matthew B. Brady, or staff. It's a dead Confederate soldier with a gun, which was in Petersburg, Virginia, 1865. Again, this was something that was horrific. That was something brought on the scene at the time. So you have to think about how this particular um, equipment um, brought real life in the um, the regular, everyday occurrence for people. One other thing to mention is that there is um, social realism that exists more so in the French area. You had the the artist Honoré Dumier. He left the world a detailed record of the social life of his time. And one of the things that he did was he made a printmaking process called lithography. He created a drawing. and. the drawing is basically making, a method of making prints on a flat surface. And then the image was drawn or painted on an oil-based lithographic crayon or pencil. One of his famous works was Nader Raising phot- Photography to the Heights of Art, which is an 1862 lithograph. Another work of Dommier's was called Free Admission Day, 25-degree heat from the series Le Public du Salon, which was published in Le Chavarri, May 17th, 1852. It is a lithograph itself. And there's also a piece called The Third Class Carriage, 1862. So it was showing the lower working class people just going through everyday life and just existing. Another thing about realism you have in painting, Corbet, who led the realist movement with canvases depicting activities of humble and commonplace men and women. But you also have um, Monet, Edward Edouard, Edouard Monet, not Monet, but Monet, M-A-N-E-T. There's a piece called Déjeuner sur 1863 oil on canvas. Again, I have never mentioned this before, but if I was in class, I would mention or remind people that one of the things about humanities, at least for this second part, is that there's always this um, perspective of how culture, society treats women and um and the the realism of how um different things come to pass And this is happens to be an example um a woman is naked on this particular piece and yet the men around her they're dressed cl- fully clothed excuse me let me change that one woman is naked in the in the foreground or part of her clothing is off and the men are fully clothed and there's another woman in the background Who is partially um, without clothes and it's just and there's another example of the work called olympia at 1863 canvas the woman is not closed she's just covering her uh, lower part of her body with her hand and there's a a woman servant perhaps a slave in the background with uh, covering Full covering, so it's just the idea of how women are regarded in different cultures, how they're treated in society, how they're revered, how they're referenced—not necessarily revered in some areas, but how they're referenced. Another thing I want to mention briefly, and sorry for a little bit late uh, extension here, because I try to keep things around five minutes, is that there is a late nineteenth-century architecture um, that Joseph Patton, for ex—for for example, or for instance, he. Um, developed was called the Crystal Palace in 1851. It's a cast in wrought iron and glass. There is another piece by Gustave Eiffel. You you might be familiar with the Eiffel Tower in Paris in 1889. It's a wrought iron on reinforced concrete base. So these items, this uh, steel, if you will, and the newness of, or the nuance of buildings being built higher, um, this deals with industrialization and de- deals with functionality. And one brief thing I like to say, realism in music, you have a opera who departed from romantic tradition by seeking to capture the lives of men and women with the truth of, to nature comparable to that of realist novels and paintings. One of the famous pieces in opera is called Madame Butterfly.